Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. The World Gold Council has just launched their flagship quarterly gold demand trends report for quarter 4 2022 and the full year of 2022 where it discusses gold demand and supply in the past year and an outlook for this year. In fact, according to the latest report, 2022 was in fact the strongest year for gold demand since 2011, rising 18% year on year. So joining us on the phone today to tell us more about the key findings of the report is Andrew Naylor, regional CEO excluding China and public policy at the World Gold Council. Andrew, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks very much, Hongwin. Thank you. Okay, so let's just start off. In, you know, in the World's Gold Council's Gold Demand Trends Report, um, it said that the annual gold demand last year, it increased to the highest annual total since 2011. What led to the surge? Well, yeah, as you mentioned, I mean, annual gold demand is up by uh, quite a healthy 18%. Mm-hmm. And that's that's also reflected in the uh, the average annual gold price, mm-hmm. um, which was at a record high of about $1,800. But there are a number of factors that, that led to this increase. Um, the two uh, sectors of demand that really supported uh, gold's performance last year, one was investment demand, that was up by 10%. And by mm-hmm. investment demand, we mean... Uh, both institutional and consumer investment in bars and coins. But then the really big story is central bank buying. Central bank demand is at a 55-year high. Mm. Um, central banks have been net buyers since, since 2010. Um, we had you know, a, a record um, a buying year for central banks uh, last year, and that really contributed uh, to gold's uh, performance. On the the other side of the coin, though, jewelry demand was down slightly mm-hmm. by about three percent, and that was uh, two factors at play there. One was the uh, the rolling lockdowns in China. China is the world's biggest gold jewelry market, mm-hmm. and that had an impact. But also the higher gold price. Mm-hmm. When the price is high, that tends to uh, put off consumers. And also, when we look at technology demand, so around about seven percent of demand for gold is is from technology, dentistry, mm-hmm. high end electronics, LEDs, and so on. That was down also by about 7%. Okay, okay. So what countries or regions would you say saw a boost in the demand for gold? Um, well, this region in particular was was really robust, Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. um, especially Vietnam, which is uh, which is a very large consumer market okay. um, uh, with uh, highest uh, demand for, for four years. Uh, Thailand was a bit more mixed, but overall was uh, was up. Indonesia was up. So certainly Southeast Asia, um, we saw a lot of demand, and that's really because of the um, the, the relatively strong economic performance in these markets, mm-hmm. and then also um, concerns about inflation are you know have an impact as well. Mm. And it was concerns about inflation um, that really led to European demand going up as well. The other story is what's happening in Europe. Less of a rosy outlook, but there's there's certainly profound concerns about inflation, mm. and that meant that uh, bar and coin demand was up by around about 14% there. The other interesting market is the Middle East. Mm. Uh, they uh, out of you know globally they're probably the most insulated, if you like, from the current 
um, uh, economic challenges because of the, the, the traditional role of the Middle East as a, as a major energy producer. Mm-hmm. So the Middle East is booming. Um, okay. you know, the economies there are doing really well. And that's why uh, we've seen gold demand up in the Middle East as well. Ah, I see, I see. So what about in Singapore alone? Was there a strong demand here? Uh, there was. Um, Singapore uh, demand was up by 31% mm, okay. consumer demand. Uh, so very, very healthy figures. And that was split quite evenly across jewellery and bar and coin. Jewellery was up by about 30%, bar and coin up by by 32%. And again, there, there, there are two stories here. Um, when you think about consumer demand for gold, you've got to think about two things. Mm-hmm. The capacity to buy and the rationale for buying. Well, the capacity to buy is about economic confidence. So when economic sentiment is is good, when growth is, is positive, that often translates uh, into into greater consumer demand because the, the capacity to buy buy is there, but then the rationale for buying is actually mm-hmm. often it's it's economic concerns like inflation and so on. Mm. The yeah, inflation here, like the rest of the world, is a bit of a concern. I think CPI was up six point one percent last year, so many are turning to gold as an inflation hedge. Mm. And our research you know, has shown that that it can be an effective inflation hedge, in particular in periods of high inflation. Okay. That, that's a big motivation for buying as well. Okay, so what what does Singapore's strong demand for gold tell us about Singapore's economy? Well, it's those two things. I mean, one, uh, you know, that I mentioned, one is um, um, that, that Singapore has, has weathered so mm-hmm. far the economic challenges pretty well. Mm. Um, both have slowed, but it's still, you know, a healthy three and a half percent last year. Um, so that sort of that's translated into, you know, relatively high economic confidence and consumer sentiment. So that's certainly been supportive. Mm-hmm. The other side of this is also uh, the openness of, of Singapore. Uh, we've really recovered now from COVID. Thank goodness. You know, we, you know, we, we don't really have to talk about it much. But when you look at our figures, we're comparing 2021 and 2022. Mm-hmm. 2021, you know, we were still, you know, in, in, in um, uh, in uh, you know we still had COVID issues then, and 2022 the economy has really opened up, tourism has resumed, and that mm. uh, translated into into a boost for for gold demand. Okay, okay. You know, I would assume that there was some hefty demand for gold from central banks as well. But what about in terms of retail investors? Yeah, I mean the the, the main story last year, as I said, was was central bank buying for sure, um, and it was it was China and Turkey who were were big buyers um, last year. Mm-hmm. But then looking at retail demand, a um, little bit different in terms of the motivations for buying gold. Uh, there are two components to, to retail demand. You've got bar and coin, mm-hmm. and then you've got jewelry demand. Now, bar and coin demand was up by about 2% globally. And the main reason for that is concerns about inflation. Okay. Jewelry demand, though, was down slightly. And that's because jewelry you know, is also a... Um, you know, discretionary good, if you like. So the motivations for buying gold jewelry are partly investment, you know, partly, you know, gold's role as a, as a hedge against inflation, mm-hmm. as a tool for preserving your wealth and a diversification instrument and so on. But also it's, you know, it, there's, a, uh, there's a sort of a discretionary side to it. Mm. Jewelry demand was down a bit for two reasons. One, because Prices were, were high and picked up at the end of last year, which is why the Q4 figures in particular, we saw a reduction in demand. Um, but also, as I mentioned, uh, uh, China and the rolling lockdowns that we had in China last year, that has had an impact on, on retail demand. And China is the biggest consumer market for gold. 
It's not mm-hmm. the biggest trading center. Gold is traded globally. London, New York uh, are the, the largest trading centers. But when you think about the consumption of gold at a retail level, mm-hmm. uh, China is, is still uh, is still number one. Even though uh, we saw a you know pullback in in retail demand in China last year. Okay. Okay. So what's the outlook like for gold demand for the year ahead? Um, I'd say a couple of things to look at. One is. Um, is investment demand from institutions. Now, last year, even though investment demand was up overall, that was because bar and coin demand was up. Mm-hmm. But if you look at if you look at ETFs, there were some modest outflows from ETFs, and that was because of the high US dollar. Uh, it was also because of um, the high interest rate um, and at the start of the tightening cycle. Now, when it comes to interest rates, which is a, has a big impact on institutional investment demand. Mm-hmm. We're expecting that those interest rates will peak this year. They've also been priced in somewhat. The U.S. dollar uh, has, has pulled back from its from its highs, um, and we've still got a lot of economic and geopolitical uncertainty out there. So I think that this year will be more a story about institutional investment and perhaps less of a story about retail investment. Whereas 2022 was more about central mm. banks and more about the retail side. Right. I think really this year, I think what what I'd be looking at is is what institutions do, and I would expect institutional investment in demand. Uh, to pick up.、Mm. Well, thank you so much, Andrew, for telling us about the latest report. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you. We've been speaking with Andrew Naylor, regional CEO, excluding China and public policy at the World Gold Council. Stay with Money FM eighty nine point three. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm eight nine three dot sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.